Welcome to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. As a golfer, now more than ever, you have access to all sorts of swing advice and swing tips, and that can often be confusing and conflicting. This podcast is going to help you cut through all the clutter. You'll understand what really happens in the golf swing based on what we've learned from measuring the very best golfers in the world, but most importantly, how that information can help your swing. And we're going to try to do it all in 15 minutes or less. This episode is brought to you by AMG Plus, the best way to train your swing online. AMG Plus includes our four key training systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and the soon to be released putting system. You also get access to our private forum where Sean and I, along with our other AMG certified instructors, review your swings and check your progress as you move through the checkpoints. To learn more about it, just visit athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash the letters AMG dash PLUS to get started today. All right, today's uh, episode of the podcast, we're going to do a little bit different format, one we want to do for a while. We've got off camera or on a different camera, we've got Nick Duffy, he's one of our certified AMG instructors. He's going to go through some questions that we've gotten. Sean and I are going to try to help give you more information from some of our videos you may have seen in, in the past. And we'll have some debate and some discussion uh, about some of these answers and some of these questions. So, yeah. Nick, if you're ready, fire one I'm off. Ready, yeah. So, uh, this first question here, just talking about the hands at the top of the backswing, how to, how to get them down to the ball with some speed. So, basically, I think what they're trying to say is, you know, whether to pull with the hands or okay. how to kind of deliver it from the top. Okay. You okay. want to get started on this, show? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the first thing you have to remember is that you have to use your arms. So I think there's a lot of instruction out there right now that is telling people not to use their arms as much or not yep. to pull on them. But if you're going to get any kind of clubhead speed, you have to activate the arms. And obviously the body sequence is important too and the order that things start to fire. But just flat out telling people not to use the arms is a way to not get the hands down fast. Right. So let's frame everything that we're going to, how we're going to answer this in the fact that there's a quarter of a second. A little less than a quarter yeah, of a second downswing. For the downswing. So your hands lift, I think we've shown that over and over with 3D now. The hands lift to get to the top of the backswing. Right. All right. The hands have to lower, and you lower the hands by lowering the arms and unbending the arms. Right? That's the movement. It's just like a yo-yo. You just lower and straighten. Now, both of those freak a lot of golfers out because, you know, straighten the right arm. Well, that's what I already do. Well, you're, you're straightening the right arm before impact compared to after impact. So we're not saying get the arm straight, we're saying straighten because you know roughly most amateurs are going to have at least 90 degrees of right arm bend at the top or trail arm bend. That has to come out in the downswing to roughly, I think the tour average is right around 20, 24 degrees. So you're looking at getting rid of right around 70 degrees of right arm bend. That's got to happen right from the start. So that lowering and straightening is what creates the hand speed. Now you can do that as fast as you want as long as you do both of those. Now what a lot of golfers have been told is don't pull down. And when we see golfers who pull down, they're pulling the hands into the body. Mm -hmm. So that will keep, if you're watching this on video, that will keep the right arm bent and usually the elbow high and no one can play golf from there. That's no. not at all what we're talking about. No, we shot a a few videos about this like okay you can get the arms down and kind of activate the arms but you got to maintain the width right and the structure in the arms and the wrist when you do it you see people do that a lot like you said they pull closer uh, they overbend the right arm they overlag the wrist the face gets open all the stuff that we're trying not to do 
And I think it's the, how you use the arms in the company with the body movements that you can go ahead and get the arms down with some speed because they got to max out pretty early. I know we've done videos right about that. Right around mid-downswing, yeah. Yeah, you, your hand speed doesn't max out at the ball. It's maxing out early right. so that you can transfer that speed so it has time to get into the club head. So, you know, every lesson that comes in, someone takes a lesson, you have to give them what they need. Uh, so, you know, you might not need the exact lesson that I need or Mike needs or even Nick needs. So you have to take that into account too. Some people might need the feel of not pulling on their arms as much. Some people might need the feel of using more and that's the beauty, beautiful thing about golf. You got to teach a person that's in front of you. I mean, my lessons, especially with Nick, usually start with some sort of dietary advice. <laughs> Yeah, Nick that's has been eating. That's usually where I'm the watching, bulk of my lessons start. I'm watching start at. Nick. He's doing the grilled chicken. I mean, it's probably he's good. a good example. We need a good an example. example. Yeah. yeah, we needed a good example like yeah. that. But you, you hit the nail on the head there when you said width. Yeah. Because it's gotten in vogue to talk about depth in the golf swing, and depth is important. Width is more important for speed, right? Yeah. And when you pull the hands, like you were just describing, that's usually bends the right arm and robs you of width. When you lower and straighten. That's as wide as you can get the arm, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just casting if you do it out there and don't lower. So it's that combination that creates that arc that helps you. It gives you time because the arc is wider and you get more speed. Uh, so that's really how you go about it's lowering and straightening. Now, there's a lot of talk out there that, you know, you side bend to shallow or, or get the club down. And it's just, again, we've documented this eight ways to Sunday. The arms lower relative to the rib cage. So even if I side bend and keep my arms up, I'm not lowering my arm. And that's not what good players do. They lower their arm more than they lift it in the backswing very early in the downswing. So there is absolutely independent arm lowering in the swing. We'll, we'll keep saying it until golfers stop leaving them. Yeah. Up. What, do you, what say you, Nicholas? Yeah, I would say um, definitely after you have someone like a Sergio Garcia went on tour, mm -hmm. you see way more guys coming in really pulling on the, on the shaft at the time, right. uh -huh. really steepening that shaft on the way down. They're actually losing more the lag they're trying to create yeah. by doing that than they're actually gaining anything at the ball. By the time they get to the ball, it's gone, if not going the other way. No, yeah. that's so true. It's, uh, and, you know, and it's this way for us as instructors, kind of reconciling what we see good players do, especially mm -hmm. if you look at freeze frames or slow motion videos, versus how those looks are created is really where all the magic is. And for that, you just gotta be able to measure what good players do. We've been fortunate to measure, you know, guys have won over 400, almost 450 times now. And they all do certain things nearly identical. And, and those are the things that we like to teach regular golfers because this is an easy move to make. Lower and straightening, everybody can do. Not everybody's gonna be able to, to rotate like Rory, but everyone can lower and straighten the arm. Everyone can shallow the club. And it's those things that we like to, to kind of bridge the gap for the pros and the amps. Yep. Anything else? Yeah, so there's another good little video, another good little question here. Um, having to do with kind of what you guys always talk about and how to bring the club back in the backswing. How to, how to know when it's time to basically call it quits. I think it's kind of what the guy's video is about, uh, his question is about. So it's kind of like when you add the wrist hinge, body turn, you know, arm lift, when, are they, when do they know when it's time to kind of go the other direction? When's the backswing stop? When does the backswing stop pretty much. Sean, you've got a nice tight backswing. What do you feel? Um, so I think I used to have a really long backswing. When I was a kid, I could see the club out of the corner of my eye. Then I remember going through a phase where I wanted to, to shorten it up. And um, there's a few ways to go about doing that. But I think now my backswing length is just predicated on when my, I, don't, I try not to think about it as two separate motions. Right. 
I'm trying to think about it as, as kind of one one motion where the club changes direction because I'm being dynamic with my lower body and mm. kind of getting things started down below, and that makes it change direction. But not everybody is going to learn like that at first because it's hard to shorten the back, especially if this guy's really overswinging. I would say, you know, first thing I would look at is, hey, we see this a lot. Are you letting go of your mm. letting go of your right trail hand <laughs> on the club? Because that would make it longer than it needs to be. Are you overbending your right arm? That would make it longer than it needs to be. Um, are you overturning? Like there's a point where it becomes too much turn. You can't unravel all that. So uh, a lot of ways to tackle it depend on what your particular issue is. But I like the idea of using dynamics and kind of using the, the weight and pressure in the lower body to kind of key when, I'm, when the club changes direction. I think this is probably something any, anybody who's taught golf for any amount of time has probably had those students where the swing's gotten too long, too sloppy, and it just never comes down the same way twice, mm -hmm. right? A lot of bouncing around. And, you know, you and I have tried to tackle this, and I'm sure Nick has as well, all sorts of different ways. Ball between the arms, like all sorts of ways to kind of manufacture it. And you can think of stopping your arms at, you know, 11 o'clock or wherever. But as soon as you go to the golf course, it doesn't seem to work. <laughs> no. Because you're never really addressing, like what you said, that the dynamics, the downswing starting should stop the backswing. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah, it's easier and, to look at it that way. And most games we see, especially when you're looking at force plate data or even 3D, it's maximum turn, right, which means a lot of standing up, lifting, flattening the hips, yeah. and just going to end of range of motion and then trying to start the downswing and shift forward and do all that together. And if that's the case, then all you left, all, the only tool you have left is to try to artificially start the arm somewhere. And it just, we don't see that work out in the real world once you get live speed going. So there has to be something starting the downswing. Um, if you think of the pro data on 3D, guys like Rory and guys that can really move it, their bump to the right, their shift to the right is over before the club finishes the takeaway. So they're already preparing and getting their lower body situated to start the downswing. And you take a player like Roy, he's got, you know, seemingly limitless, limitless range of motion. You know, that has to be there. For someone who's a little tighter through the midsection or has more restrictions and flexibility, you know, you have to weigh making a big enough backswing with starting the downswing because yeah. um, you can certainly tip the boat the other way, but you, you have to start the downswing to stop the backswing. Yep, that's the best way to look at it. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, the, the one I see the most amongst you know my clients is, is always the guy who, who thinks he needs to swing to parallel or yep. he's going to hit it short. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's hanging back on that right foot way too long, and the next thing he's just folding those arms and lifting them way too long. It's, and it's just and, once, and like you guys said, the only way to get him out of that, he's got to start getting more dynamic and start getting through to his, that left side way earlier, and then he'll clean it up. Uh, the, I'd say the two biggest causes we see in lessons, we saw it, this week early in the schools already is the letting go of the club mm. right we had the, the one gentleman in the school who it wasn't flexibility why he was over swinging he was just letting the club go over bending both arms and letting the the right hand essentially come off the club and mm -hmm. that club will flop around all over the place and then a lot of times it bounces and casts and cast, so right casting question but Part of the problem with that swing is that when you grab the club to start the downswing, it, it kicks it out like you're fishing. Yeah. You cast an efficient rod. And everybody sees, well, I'm casting or I don't have any lag. Yeah. I'm scooping or whatever, but the reason is before the downswing even starts. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, a lot of times the backswing and transition where things unravel. Yeah, and then another one, which, uh, you know, when Steve came down last week, 
his normal turn was nearly 70 degrees. Yeah. Right? With his... With his pelvis. Yeah, 70. 70 in the backswing. So think about what has to happen there. Most tour players are 40, 45, or somewhere in there. Uh -huh. And then they're about 35 to 40 open. So there's a balance between how much they're closed in the backswing versus how much they're open. So they're covering roughly 75 to 85 degrees in that quarter of a yeah, second. That's about all you can do, really. Right? Steve was trying to go from 70 closed to 30 to 40 open. Yes, that's impossible. 110, 120 degrees range of motion he was trying to cover in that same amount of time. So a guy who works for a living trying to do more in less time than guys who play for a living. It's a bad concept to max turn anything in the backswing. Yeah, absolutely. Don't don't try to do that. Try, try, to, <laughs> try, try to figure what 45 degrees is. If you can do it with a gear system or a 3D, that's great. But like you can kind of eyeball it. It's not as much turn as everybody thinks. Well, when we had him in the suit, right? We were like, okay, let's try to get this around for him. Because this guy's in shape. Yeah. He's, you know, no body fat. He's a guy that should be able to move and he can move. He felt like his hips didn't move a degree and they were 48, 49. Yeah, he's <laughs> had that classic kind of spinning around his pelvis, around yep. his ankles. And he felt like when we told him, hey, just keep him pretty still and wind the upper body over the lower, uh, about 40 something degrees. Yeah. And again, not everybody needs that lesson, but that's one that's, I think, being overtaught is this too much turn on the backswing. And what was interesting is his separation, his chest and shoulders turned more because he wasn't. Yep. You know, just flailing away with the lower body. So, but that's also the beginning of starting the downswing earlier yep. to control the backswing. So there's a few ways to do it. I think we all agree that dynamics is probably the best way. Yep, I think so. Nick, it's the only one that lasts, at least. That was it? You know? Two yeah. questions, that's well, it? One, one more. Perfect. All right, no, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, so uh, the, the last one, this was uh, from, from one of your earlier videos. It was just basically how to time up, you know, the, the arms and the pelvis, um, you know, kind of in the downswing. You know, okay, how so far this, forward the pelvis should be going forward, Yeah, getting open when the hand's coming down. So this is from our Shaflin video. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. So the, the premise in that video was, you know, I was taught, I've done a million of these drills. I know you have too. I'm sure Nick has. We haven't actually talked about this, but I'm, chances are as high that, you know, if you place like a dowel rod out of the club right. and try to make downswings where you never hit yourself in the rib cage, you have to wipe the arms across the body to do that, right? No professional golfer we ever captured does that. Oh. The hands are on the trail side of the body at impact. So what that means is the trail hip has to move forward and rotate forward to have shaft lean at impact. So it's largely a two-dimensional, you know, kind of myth or, or, you know, distortion. But the arms stay on the trail side of the body. So, you know, we've all seen bad golfers. The arms are already, they're way on the trail side. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. No, no. The arms need to lower in a certain way down towards that kind of right pocket area. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you do that, your, your turn is also contributing, right? So you almost have to feel them kind of lower down and back on your trail side. Allow the right side of your pelvis to come you know, kind of out toward the target line while your left one goes away. Mm -hmm. Left side yeah. of your pelvis goes away. People get scared of that, though, because they think they're going to early extend. Right. So the what they do is they keep their right uh, trail side, their pelvis back, and then just run the arms through there, and it, it just stalls the lower body. So they keep the, the trail hip kind of back on the tush line. Yep. And, and dry the hands. And dry the hands across the body. That's a guarantee way to make sure you don't rotate through impact. Yeah, it is. So you almost have to feel like the arms are staying on the trail side of your body. They're lowering rapidly as you're turning, 
and it's going to feel like your trail hip is hitting the ball. Yeah. Like if you just had a, a tiny golf club, you know, attached to your trail hip, and it would you know reach a little ball just out in front of you, where the above where the regular ball is on the ground, you would come around and try to hit that with that trail hip. So, gave that information to one of our online lessons. Saw the video, sent new swings in, and he goes, "Would this apply to me?" And I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah. And then he emailed me back a couple of days later, and he goes, "I've never hit the ball this far, and I've never looked this open at impact." Yeah, that's what it, it helps me get open too, because I have been guilty of driving my hands toward the ball yep. and being kind of arm driven. Yep. And you know, it's always a blend, and telling somebody to use their arms could be a million things, but to lower them downward on the trail side and let the turn kind of kick the club out to the ball—that's the way to do it. It's funny, you know. People like to put folks in groups or yep. box them in a group. You know, this coach is a body-driven instructor. Yeah. AMG's an arm-driven instructor yeah. because we talk about the arms yeah. and what they have to do. This is a guaranteed way to get your body moving. Yeah. You have to get the arms in position to move your body. Like, hmm. You've got to have a reason to rotate. You can't just rotate because you want more rotation. Yeah, that's and right. If, and if you're swiping the arms across and you rotate, you'll do that maybe once because you won't find that ball again. No and it'll be nasty. Like, like, what do you see with your players? You work with a lot of, of really high-level juniors and, yeah. and young collegiate players. What do you see with them? You actually don't need to get some of the, the, the shaft or arm drag out of there with those guys. Exactly. You don't want to, I, I don't think I ever really remember adding too much or trying to add too no. much to those guys. You don't have to because their bodies are moving so good you don't have to have them do that. Yep. And there's something to being able to hit the ball high when you're at a high oh, level. Oh, that's the one, too. Yeah. Long irons and, and mid irons getting them up in the air and hitting your driver high enough to get max carry. And yeah. it's hard to do that when a good player, if you tell them to lean the shaft, they can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's un, like with me, I have to try to get rid of shaft lean. I mean, you've seen me try to do that for a long time. Oh. It just creeps in when I'm not yep. really working on it. We've worked with Scott for a number of years. Scott works more tour players than anyone. And he said, I've seen shaft lean ruin more players. See? Than Hands right? too deep. If you've watched the telecast now, they're putting the apex, the, the height on these shots when they're doing that shot tracer. And you know, there's 150, yeah, it's fascinating. 140. Like, you don't see many 90, 90 feet approach shots anymore. I saw one at the US Open maybe. I remember in, in the air, I'm like, that's not gonna stop. And it's over the green. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, Rory was coming in there or whoever, yeah. you know, sky yeah. high irons, they can stop it. And and U.S. Open, you didn't see too many guys throwing one irons in the bag. <laughs> no. They're throwing seven woods in the bag, throwing nine woods nine in the bag. Nine woods, yeah. Right? It's I become mean, a game where you got to get the ball up in the yeah. air. And the average shaft lean that we see now in gears is seven, eight degrees. It's not 12, 15 it's, degrees. And seven is not that which, much. I've even seen less with good, a good player. Mm -hmm. And we see guys who have a driver club head speed of 90 miles an hour, 95 miles an hour, who pose impact for us. Like, there's, you're not going to hit that head high if you actually got in that position. Yeah, and they're posing it with the club off the ground and right. this weird contorted. I guess it's like the Instagram tour impact. It's the Instagram swing, yeah. Yeah. My favorite one is the, the drag the hands and leave the face a mile to the right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like you're not even going to hit the ball doing that. Like, no. what's the point? The face just lays completely back yeah. on, his, on his back. The body doesn't square the club. No. Right? The body doesn't shallow. body's a steepener, right? body's job is to turn. And for the body to turn well, like it should, the arms and club, more importantly, have to be in position. To. If they're out of position, you're not going to do any of the cool things with the body. It takes both to play well. So does that cover it for this one? That's it. That's it. We're good. All right.